Flexible funds are getting a lot of attention from investors because of their ability to invest across all asset classes and, as the name implies, their ability to respond to market conditions and opportunities by allocating funds quickly and flexibly. How have they performed relative to other investment funds and is this something you should consider for your retirement nest egg? Well, to help us sort this out and to explore some of the big themes in the financial markets, we're joined by Murray Winkler, co-founder and portfolio manager at Lorium Capital. Hi, Murray. Good to talk to you again. Can you kick off by giving us, first of all, your take on the big themes in the financial markets at the moment? When we spoke several months ago, the bonds and equities were both headed in the same direction, and that was south. Have things changed much since then? Morning, Karen and everyone. Yes, last year was a pretty nasty year for everyone. I think if you look back, calendar 22, you had the global bond markets were down some 17%. In fact, the worst return in the last 95 years. And the equity markets were down, uh, global markets, the equity was down 18%, which was the seventh worst in the last 95 years. And so it was pretty bad, very unusual to have both of them producing such poor returns. Where we sit today on the global macro, I mean, obviously, it's all been driven by rising inflation and rates, rising rates. Inflation has definitely has peaked and starting to come down. And the question is, where does it come down to? Now, the Fed was behind the game in raising rates. Um, so the market keeps thinking the Fed is going to pivot and that it's sort of holding markets up for the year to date. But our view is that we're likely to, rates are likely to stay higher for longer, and we'll only see rates being cut. Our view is probably only into next year in the US if there's a bit of a recession, which is pretty bad for markets. So we very, while markets have stabilized and we could have seen the bottoms in global markets, we still think there's a lot of risk in the markets. The US markets on a Ford 18 times multiple consensus, so it looks slightly 10% above the average over time, the last 10 years, say. But the expectation is 2% earnings growth. And our view is that, uh, which most top-down analysts do have, strategists have, is that earnings are going to be a lot worse than that. So we think a 10 to 15 correction in the global market is quite possible sometime in the next three to six months. The local front, um, obviously, it's all about, I guess, load shedding. um, So I won't go too much into that. But growth has really been revised downwards for this year, and we're probably going to be anywhere between 0 and 1%. I mean, this consumer is under huge stress. Rates have moved from a prime rate's gone from 7% to 11 and a quarter in the last year and a bit, and that's more than 50% up. And food inflation is probably running at close to 15%. So the man in the street, unsecured lenders, um, and probably in the bond market as well, the middle income market, which probably gets hurt in the next sort of 12 months or so with the rates starting to bite. So that's a pretty tough environment. And then the load shedding as well. And our markets are cheap. I mean, we are 10 times forward multiple. It's about 20% cheaper than normal for the domestic component, which is about 40% of the market. But some of the sectors look, there's certain sectors that look quite decent. So we do think for our call for this year was that the SA market in RANDs probably gave you 15% total return. We have done about four or five so far this year. And for the US beginning of the year, and we're probably not too far, still feel that you'll get a total return from where we started the year of around total return of 5%. And we've done about 9%. 8% probably total return year to date. So very little to come from the US, but risks on the downside, I think, in the next three to six months. Though. 
And I guess that's all the more reason why you need to have a bit of flexibility in your fund allocation. So talk about flexible funds. What are they and why should investors consider them as part of their strategy? Okay, so flexible fund, one of the funds we run, um, it's, it's quite a small category. But the big thing is you're flexible to invest across all types of assets. So that's the big thing. Um, our flexible fund, I mean, we do run since over time, it's, it's basically just over 10 years, but we've run at about 85% invested in equities. That's been the base case. Uh, currently at the moment, we're running 70. So we are a lot lower, but it's unconstrained. You're able to allocate investments um, based on market opportunities and also a bit of extra diversification in a pure equity fund as such. Um, so you want equity type returns with basically lower vol. Okay, so talk about your particular flexible fund. What is the name of it and what is its objective? Okay, so the Lorium Flexible Prescient Fund. So they are the Manco, but we obviously have run it since inception for 10 and a bit years. And when we started out, it was our first, I mean, Lorium Capital has been going for now, it's coming up 15 years mid this year. Um, so very nearly 15. We were hedge in the beginning and we, our first foray into the long only space was through our flexible fund. And we thought that was coming from a hedge fund mindset, gave you the most opportunities or unconstrained mandates. So at the time we started this fund as our first long only fund, the objective was to, to beat the all share index and then to have an, sort of the objective as well was to make sure clients got a CPI plus five over rolling three years. So that, that's what we're trying to do. So equity-like returns and hopefully at a lower vol than, than you'd get from equity markets. That was the objective uh, when we started. All right. So you, you're coming up for your 10th birthday of the Lorium Flexible Prescient Fund. How's the score sheet? What is it looking like? The score sheet's actually been very good. So we turned end of January. We turned 10 years the fund. Um, so it was launched 1 Feb 2013. And the first 10 years, it did a return of 12.6%. So above the CPR, which was CPR plus 5 was, was um, 10. Um, so that's comfortably ab- above the objective there. But um, markets have been quite pedestrian over the 10 years. Your cap swicks only done... Eight percent. So we actually were over four. That's our net fee. We were four percent per annum better than the SA equity market. And in fact, if we look at against all of the equity funds, the whole equity category in South Africa, we actually were the number two fund overall. So it's had an exceptional ten years. Um, obviously, you're only as good as your next innings. So it really counts what happens in the next three years, the next five years, next ten years. All right. Are there other benefits to flexible funds that are not that obvious? It depends on the mandate for the flexible category. I mean, we generally, and, and a couple of the guys who've done the best in that category over time, um, are those that have a higher propensity of equity in the fund. So, um, as I said, we have 85% in equities over time um, is where we've been. That has ranged from at the low point, we've never been below 50%. That was very briefly of equities. And, and our max has been 95%. So that's the range and the flexibility uh, when we think equities or bonds look better. Or we have offshore, we've been up to 20% sitting in offshore assets, bonds, or equities offshore as well. So you do have this flexibility. On the bond side in particular, I guess, we think bonds look very attractive in SA. Your 10-year yield, you're getting 11 and a half. And against long-term inflation, probably of about 5%, um, you're getting 6 a good 6% real return, very attractive. 
at the end of January, we chopped down our nets in this fund and our bonds are now running. We have an exposure, our highest bond exposure we've ever had actually um, in SA bonds. We're running above 20% SA bonds and then 5% in international bonds as well. So very high. We think risk-adjusted returns from bonds look uh, very attractive. Um, so really, it's a flexibility to choose where you want to be. Um, you could be cash. Cash yields are also quite decent now if you don't pay tax. Obviously, if you pay tax as an individual, then it's pretty expensive. But the bonds in particular, we do think that if you just get your running yield of sort of your, your close to 11% and yields don't come down, you get a nice return. And if yields drop by, let's say, possibly sort of our view, 75 basis points from here, you get another a 5% on top of that. So you're getting sort of high double-digit returns from bonds. Likely, we think you'll get that. All right. So for somebody who's, let's say, of retirement age, should they be using a flexible fund rather than equity fund for their long-term investments? Is there a sort of an age prescription or is there an advantage if you're younger to go into a flexible fund? Give us the idea of the target market for this. Yeah, so I, I think it goes, uh, the, this fund um, is, if you think of equity, and everyone will have some equity. So, I mean, you get uh, high equity, um, medium equity, low equity, and low equity can go up to 40% in equity max. So everyone, no matter which stage of life, is probably going to have some equity in their funds just because it is a growth asset. So our fund objective is to give you equity-like returns. So we've obviously been well ahead of that since inception, and yet our vol's been a lot lower. So then it, it says for someone sort of a bit older that you can you can afford to have a little bit more in our equity fund because you have a lower vol. So hopefully uh, you're going to get the returns that are well are equity-like or, or ahead, which they have been since inception, but your vol's lower. So by default, you should actually be able to have a reasonable amount. And right across the spectrum, I think we, we have quite a few people that are sort of, of, let's say, mature age, well into the 60s plus, <laughs> that are in the flexible fund. Okay, Murray Winkler, Portfolio Manager at Lorium Capital. We're going to leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, Murray. Thanks very much, Kieran.